Welcome to Prop Chat. We are here to talk about property, the ups, the downs, and how you can get started in property investing. And now, here's your host, Dave McGlashan. Hello and welcome back to Prop Chat. First and foremost, apologies for the brief hiatus we took over there. We, we got a little busy, um, but what we're doing is getting straight back into podcasting by giving you some of our recorded content, some of our live webinars that we've been doing. Um, so there's a nice big backlog for you guys to work through. I uh, really hope you enjoy it. If you want to catch these live, it happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 o'clock on our Facebook page. You're welcome to join us. Otherwise, the recordings will always come up over here on the podcast, so you're welcome to catch up here. Okay, ladies and gents, let's get started. First of all, a very good afternoon to all South Africans out there. Like you, I'm at home. And as, you, as some of you may already know, we are coming to you with another live update with regards to how is COVID-19 affecting you and I as property investors or landlords or even tenants. Now, ladies and gents, I've got two very special guests with me today. I've got Ben Shaw from House Me and Neil Peterson from the Real Estate Investor Magazine. And and now we'll be coming in a minute, just before we do that, ladies and gents. So if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Andrew Walker. I'm the founder of the SA Property Investors Network. We are a national platform where we help fellow South Africans invest in the property network. We help connect them to the necessary property practitioners, and we give them guidance as to how they should be investing in property. Now, today we're going to be talking about um, how is COVID-19 affecting landlords and affecting tenants. Now, I want to know from you, ladies and gents, please, if you could do this for me now on Facebook, if you are a landlord and you do have a tenant or you got a vacancy, if you are being affected by COVID-19, please post and engage with us. And if you have any questions, let us know. If you are a tenant and you have a landlord perhaps that's putting pressure on you or, you don't, or you're not sure where to go or what to do and you're scared or, or it could be that you've lost your job and you don't know what to do, please post and engage. Now, if you know anyone out there, ladies and gents, that is a landlord, an investor, or a tenant, please share this now and let us know. This is a good opportunity for you to ask questions. This, this, this live update will probably be about 30 minutes. So please tag your friends, let people know, and engage. And we also want to know from you, are you from Joburg or Cape Town or Durban? So please post that now. So I want to know from you, where are you from? Are you, are you an investor? Are you a tenant? And let me know one concern you have, just one concern you have. It may be that you're facing an issue now. You see, before, when we came to you two weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, preparing for lockdown. You know, what are we going to do while we're in lockdown? Now we are in lockdown. The 1st of April has come and gone. Have uh, landlords been defaulting on bonds? Have tenants been defaulting on bonds? Now, just to share with you, from the beginning, from before lockdown happened, the SA Property Investors Network created a page called COVID-19 Updates. Please, if you are if you have not joined, quickly go to www.joinsapin.com forward slash COVID-19. It's free to register. And what we're doing is collecting all the necessary information from all the property practitioners across South Africa for uh, for example, there's a lot of fake news out there. So we'll, we'll tell you what is fake news and what is real news. You know, for tenants out there, um, getting access to Michelle Dickens' TPN rental recovery document, it's on there for free. So please, if you haven't registered, register because it is useful information. Now, what I'd like to do is um, I've got quite a few questions for Ben and Neil. Um, I'm going to ask Neil to introduce himself first, and then I'm going to go, and then I'm going to, go to Ben, and Ben, we're going to start the questions uh, with yourself. So Neil, over to you. Thanks very much, Andrew. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Hello, everybody out there. I hope you're all doing well, and I hope that you're safe. 
Um, uh, it's tough times. I think we're really going through tough times uh, here in South Africa, but not only in South Africa, globally. I mean, this COVID-19 has really impacted our lives in quite a significant way. And it's actually forced us to make changes. And uh, yeah. and as I'm sitting here right now, I mean, I'm sitting you know, at my home office. In fact, my, my proper office is actually 700 meters away from my home. Mm. So I could actually just pop in there if I want to every <laughs> now and again. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, we actually an essential service. Uh, and uh, so uh, I've been running Real Estate Investor Magazine since 2007. Um, it's now... 2020, and uh, people, I got a couple of messages from some people say, are you still in business? And I said, well, you know, we've transformed as a business eight years ago. Um, we were a digital magazine probably 10 years ago. 95% of our audience, in fact, is digital. Uh, in fact, our business actually operated remotely for a year, uh, two years ago already. So we've actually been through this whole journey of working remotely. So essentially what we are is we're a platform and we, 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 we are for residential, commercial, offshore investors all around the world. And we are a resource, and I've worked with Andrew a number of years as well with South African Property Investor Network. And, uh, and yeah, and we, we, okay. if you go to, to reimag.co.za, there's a great resource and uh, for you investors. And, I mean, we've got videos, we've got podcasts, we've got some can access you. So thank you, Andrew. I don't know if absolutely. I, was that the right thing? Was I supposed to add to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and, and what I was going to say for the listeners out there is we're going to put a link to your magazine on our COVID-19 page because the information on there is relevant and it is up to date, which is great. Thank you for that, Neil. And I will be coming back to you with a few questions in a Perfect. few moments. Now, Ben, over to you. Please introduce yourself. And for people that have never heard of ours, me explain what it is. Sure. Thanks very much for, for having me on. It's uh, it's great to be here, Andrew. Um, and hi to Neil as well. Oh, all, do you just want to say, uh, you know, I, I do wish all of the viewers well uh, in this in this tough time. And uh, and we we at Housemi certainly are doing all we can uh, to play our part in in, uh, in stemming what is a, a national and international crisis. So what do we do? Uh, Housemi is a residential rental technology platform. Uh, we specialize in long-term letting. We only deal with residential um, property, and we've been around for about three years. It'll be three years operational in June, July. Uh, we were the um, pioneers of digitalizing what an estate agency would traditionally charge 10, 15% to do, both for do-it-yourself landlords who are looking for, for an option to de-risk, and then for landlords who are currently using an agency and didn't want to pay such a large amount uh, to have them manage the property. Uh, at the moment, our, our portfolio is, is well over a thousand uh, across the country, and uh, we're looking to build out uh, products that help both tenants and landlords at this time. A few examples of them, I, I presume we, we uh, will talk a bit about them a bit later, but a few examples are rental guarantee, which guarantees landlords rent, even if the tenant defaults or, or pays late, and our deposit free product, which allows tenants who are in a bit of a, a, bit, bit of a, a tough time to utilize their, their deposit up front, don't actually have to put it down as security uh, and still get, get a rental or, or get a lease. So that's what we've done um, and uh, happy to, to go into the question. Absolutely. So Ben, let's start with the very first question. Like I was saying before, when we started doing these updates, we were going into lockdown about you know what's mm -hmm. going to happen while we're in lockdown. Now we are in lockdown, right? And one of the questions that came through from Facebook is, 
we've we've heard a lot about COVID nineteen. What is the actual impact now for landlords who already have tenants? Yeah, so so landlords who have tenants are fortunate to not be looking for them because that's pretty impossible at the moment. We can come in and touch on that. Landlords who have tenants, first of all, your your core goal has to be to retain them, uh, and that means uh, some people are already suggesting uh, payment holidays, deposit utilization. Uh, or, or various other um, means to, to help that tenant survive the next month, two months, three months. We don't know how long it'll last. Yeah. What we're seeing on, on our side is, is two things. The, the first is that uh, tenants, by and large, are communicating openly and quite transparently with the landlord early. And that's a great thing. If you're in a position with, uh, in your, if you're in a position as a landlord where the tenant is willing to say, look, I'm going to struggle for six weeks, uh, that's great news. Uh, the second thing we're seeing is landlords proactively reaching out to tenants and saying, well, how can I help? How can we adjust this, this rental, this process, so that you stay? And I say, and I'm actually, I'm acknowledging it's, it's a tough time for everyone. How do we help? In both of those cases, your goal there is to retain that lease and see it out to the end and possibly extend or renew, which I think is the right decision. It's the right thing to, to, to do for as long as possible. The impact for landlords who have tenants who are not paying and are not willing to engage is, is a different matter. Sure. And I think on that, Ben, um, a question has just come in from Ella on Facebook. So I'm going to read it as it's come from Facebook. It says, please clarify the eviction notice that has been suspended by the courts because obviously the courts are closed right for all evictions. A tenant cannot be evicted because of the lockdown. Who becomes responsible for rental payment during this period? Is there any relief for landlords who are affected by the suspension of the eviction notice? Yeah, so, so that's a, a really good example of where uh, difficult news, uh, or, or rather not difficult news, but I don't want to call it fake news, but interpretations are, are going amiss. Um, an eviction process, which is a, a court-driven, a sheriff order that takes place, only happens after a default, which requires a remedy period, and then a cancellation of the lease. That is at minimum seven days plus a 20-day remedy period. So you're looking at someone who, who might not have paid for, for the end of end of March, beginning of April. You're looking only to send your letter of demand today, the seventh day. And then there's a 20, 20 day period of being able to, to follow, to, to initiate eviction procedures, uh, should that not be remedied. In most cases, and certainly in our book, uh, that remedy period is sufficient. Most tenants will uh, find a way to, to, re, to repay or engage with the landlord constructively. If, however, that is not the case, you are entitled to go through eviction procedures. The fact that the courts close doesn't mean that you shouldn't go through the legal process because it just means that when the courts open, they can take your case. So sure. in direct response, you want to do exactly what you would do uh, as per usual and don't confuse the, the, the court process with uh, the cancellation that needs to take place. Definitely. Um, uh, another question here. Um, what about those that are looking for tenants? So someone actually posted that their tenant moved, I think, the fifth. 15th of March, um, and they were hoping to move someone in, but obviously they can't. What advice could you give some landlords that have got empty properties or, or units at the moment? So it's, it's tough times. Um, what makes it tough is the uncertainty more than anything else. I think that there are ways to mitigate your risk of, of income. Um, the most clear examples of that, as I said, number one, try to retain the tenants. So the tenant you have now, just renew for another month or two months if you can uh, before another tenant has to come in. But if it's already vacant, your best bet is to take really good photographs and to possibly upload videos. Uh, House Me has actually just released a whole bunch of uh, material on how to do that. We've opened up our network. We have photographers willing to go out and help as soon as lockdown is, is removed. 
But in the interim, uh, that would be a very good way to, to spend your time. We also are dovetailing onto another topic, but we also anticipate um, a very severe price correction as a result of what will inevitably be an, an economic contraction. So it, it might be worth considering that already. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to come back to you in a minute, Ben. Um, Neil, let's just quickly talk about you know commercial, residential, because most of us are in in the residential market, but most people do say, you know, is it better to invest in commercial or residential? With the conversations you've been having with your business partners and colleagues, what's your advice on that? People start off with residential. It's it's the right place to start, you know, to cut your teeth. And uh, yeah. and I think once you moved on to, you know, whether it's four or five uh, properties, whatever it may be, um, then then you can start looking at commercial and doing one commercial deal as opposed to doing, you know, multiple uh, residential deals. Now, I think the, the rules that, uh, that Ben was uh, talking about in terms of the rental market for commercial um, is quite different right now. I mean, we see in the commercial market, it's in massive distress. In fact, all the listed companies um, that own big property portfolios of shopping centers, office blocks, and that kind of thing, they are taking tremendous strain. And in fact, at uh, the recent figures, on, I mean, we can see the performance on the JSC on the REITs sector. It's probably the worst performing sector. And I just saw today now um, what has just come through from um, Sapoa in terms of the rental uh, tenant assistant relief packages. And they've actually announced it because, I mean, for example, we also rent offices as well. We've only paid 25% of our rent. In fact, we were offered that by our landlord. And I see here from April, it was announced because, I mean, you, you have to consider that all, the, all the, the retailers are closed. There's no business. So you just got to understand, you know, if you move from residential into retail, you know, you've got to understand those markets. And these kind of crises, unfortunately, affect those kind of sectors. So, for example, they're talking about 35 to 100% of rental, um, which you've got to negotiate, up to 50% in May. Um, so 35 to 50% rental discounts is the kind of numbers that have been announced. And uh, so very, very different. And I think that also the, the residential market should also take cognizance of this because I believe this, you know, and it's, and it's you know, this lockdown is going to carry on longer than 21 days. And, and that's my opinion. Um, it's just obviously the way that uh, things are panning out. South Africa is pretty much new um, uh, in terms of when I say new, I mean, they were first in to, to put the lockdown right at the early start. Whereas in a lot of the other countries in Europe and, and America, they've only, only implemented lockdown after it had a massive impact. So what I'm really trying to say is that we've got to start thinking, um, uh, we've got to start thinking, how can we help? What is it that we can do um, if you are sitting as a service provider? But if you're sitting as an investor, um, you're going to probably also have some kind of distress as well, because either your tenant has lost their job, or, um, you know, or they've taken a cut in their salary. And, uh, and it's just the reality of the market. And I just saw that all the relief programs that have come out for the banks, just remember that after three months, you're still going to have to pay that back. You just got a payment holiday for three months. So, yes, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's tough. And, and, yeah. and I, I think, you know, 
I came through the sort of 2008, you know, global financial crisis where, you know, I took quite a beating in that market. I had half of my portfolio, which was uh, really low leverage, and the other half was high leverage. And unfortunately, it was the high leverage stuff that, that knocked me out of the park. And uh, but so you learn from those things, yeah. you learn from those knocks and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, yeah, I wouldn't advise somebody just to jump into sort of commercial, just straightforward. It, I mean, there's some industrial sectors that are doing really well, but they also impacted here today as well. Absolutely, Neil. And thanks, Bear. So, Ben, I will come to you in a minute. One more question, Neil. So, you know, when you turn the media on, it's all doom and gloom, right? You look at Moody's downgrade uh, plus the coronavirus. Um, are you seeing anyone benefiting from this current situation? Because Lorenko from Facebook just asked it, like, I'm putting a positive. Is anyone actually taking advantage? Are you seeing any positive coming out of this? Yeah, look, I think the, the, you're not going to see any sort of, I, I think, well, the first positive thing is that people are forced to move to a sort of a digital platforms. I mean, the fact that, you know, I haven't worked more harder since, <laughs> since lockdown. <laughs> I mean, I'm on, I'm on Zoom calls until nine o'clock at night. And it's, I mean, talking about, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 calls. <laughs> um, I, you know, we're coming up to the Easter weekend. I don't think I'm going to have an Easter weekend. It's, uh, and I think what you've got to do, we, we're in a time of crisis, so you've got to be proactive. What are the low-hanging fruits opportunities? Well, many people don't know. I mean, because you've got to kind of find that out for yourself. Now, if we start looking, it depends where you are in the market. Are you an estate agent? Because you, you've got to probably move to virtual reality tours as opposed to show houses. You know, so there's a kind of investor, I think it's going to turn into an absolute bias spree. Uh, it's going to be a bias market. I mean, there's going to be a lot of distress in the market, which means that a lot of stocks going to come <laughs> onto the market. And uh, so, so as a result of that, um, I, I, I think that's where the opportunities will come about. So it all depends, you know, um, you know what is it that you're looking for? Um, there are always opportunities yeah. whether markets are up or down. And uh, so it's just really what 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 is what do you have the appetite for as 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 an investor? Exactly, and I think Neil coming into this uh, lockdown into COVID nineteen, um, it was already a buyer's market, and now this is it's and Moody's downgrade. So, and I guess there's this argument right that says yes, there will be great properties out there, and I do believe there will be in terms. However, there's also the argument, but listen, Andrew, what about all the tenants that are getting retrained? Are there going to be enough good quality tenants? And I guess that's a question for Ben, and I'll come to Ben in a minute with that. Um, and, I, and, and I do think that there will be a lot of positive coming out of this, exactly what you say. You know, we're forced to stand back and reflect how are we running our businesses? What are we doing? Uh, because some businesses weren't working in the first place. Now it's a case of um, it, it is survival mode, but for our business, Neil, it's I've never, I've never been as busy as I've been in lockdown thinking there's yeah. no travel, there's no one-to-one yeah. meetings, but I can't find enough hours in a day. And, yes. I'm, and, and mm. I'm loving that. So, yeah. yes, there yeah. is the positive and the negative. Just mm. for the people that have just joined us, I can see quite a few people have just jumped onto Facebook. Um, just remember that we do give these live COVID-19 updates every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m., where we do invite guests, where we talk about how COVID-19 affects us as South African landlords, investors, and tenants. All you need to do is go to www.joinsappen.com forward slash COVID-19. So, Ben, coming back to you, um, what's your opinion on, let's assume that COVID-19 uh, COVID is extended, just 
just say till May, middle of May, end of May, whenever it's going to be. And uh, we do come out of it. Do you believe there will be good deals? And what do you, wh- where do you think the tenant market's going to be at? Right. So um, just a, a comment on, on the previous point. Um, I think there's a difference between where we are now and if you reflect back on the 2008 uh, sort of global recession, uh, one of the key differences, and investment banks have been pointing this out, is that was a systemic problem. That was mm. every asset in the whole world had been rebased on false numbers. This is different in the sense that it's a very specific issue that when solved, systems can, can recoup. There's no, there's no underlying failure. Whether that plays out or not, um, I'm not sure. But if that's true, we should see a faster recovery than 2008. It's just a question of when does it trigger. Now, that said, um, I think we'd be blind to, to, uh, to, to say that that will happen this year. Um, I, I don't see that happening. In fact, uh, we were one of the, the only uh, commentators uh, 12 months ago saying there's no way his rental pricing will recover, even the beginning of this year, where a lot of people said it would. Uh, and now this is just a more pain, I, I suppose, in, you know, on top of that. So, so qu- quite frankly, uh, tenants are going to be under pressure for a long time. I think we're going to see two different things happen. I think we're going to see uh, a great opportunity for personal home buying. I don't think investment property has seen the bottom, and I think it won't for another six to 12 months. Uh, so you've got a window to, to purchase for sure, but you want to time that right because you need a time not just for a good buy, but also then for a good tenant. And, and I think, as I said, that's that's... 12 months away. Uh, and then the second thing I think we'll see is we'll see liquidity being valued. Um, and, and I spoke a bit earlier about our, our deposit-free product. Tenants who don't have three months rental stored up, which is going to be a significant portion of the market, are going to require some flexibility there. And that already we're seeing more queries for that come into our system. Absolutely. And Ben, you mentioned um, something about insurance uh, early on, right? I've seen the media, some insurance companies backing out and some insurance companies don't want to pay for this or that. I know that HouseMe did have their own insurance in place for tenants that don't pay rent. I mean, is that still in place? Do you still have it? And maybe explain what it is. Sure. So so quite frankly, I, I think it's disgraceful that there are insurance companies that are not going to honor their agreement. This is why you have insurance. And uh, I, won't, uh, I won't go into that, but I feel very strongly about it. Um, <laughs> What we've done as as house, we're not an insurer. We, we are insured to uh, to do our to do our service to to undertake uh, and and guarantee that we'll perform. Um, and as such, our rental guarantee has been in the market for since as long as we've been alive. And that rental guarantee for for two percent allows any landlord uh, with a tenant that we we vetted and, and qualified under, under house me system um, to to take stake out coverage. And that's a three month cover which is typically the, the length of time you need to, to put someone in if, if someone was to default and, and to replace that income stream. So that's been wonderful. It's been a real strength of ours over the course of yep. the last three years, all the more so now when people are, are concerned. And, uh, and we see it as, uh, you know, we're not going to look to make more money off it. We're not going to reprice it. We, we're really there to, to help tenants uh, and landlords find good deals and, and, um, and play our part. Absolutely. Um, and Ben, there's just a quick question here from Lorenka from Facebook. What metrics are investors looking at at the moment? Uh, in terms of tenants, um, affordability is, is always the most important. Um, I'm going to shoot the question for purchase to, to Neil. We don't do any sales. But from a rental perspective, it's always affordability. I think maybe just one more point on that. One of the tools we've developed being a digital platform is um, – is a, a pricing tool, which we call the place me tool. And it allows tenants to say, 
please place me at this price or at this offer, whatever the, the case is. And I think that that's something uh, that investors should look at. Can you price accurately every month? Because every month is going to be different for the next year uh, and, and be dynamic as possible. Yeah. On the sales side, I'd, uh, I'd convert to more. Definitely. And Ben, a question on Facebook came in here as well. Um, it says, let's, let's talk about our tenants and how they are doing. What do you expect and how do we position to serve them better to get through this crisis? What advice would you give tenants listening to this? So as a tenant uh, myself, um, one of the, the things you'd want to do is you'd want to reach out proactively to the landlord and, and uh, say to him or her, um, you know, this is my situation. I'm, I'm covered for the next month. I'm not. I need help in, in six weeks or whatever the case is. And then uh, engage with, and this is something that, that we, we've been uh, explaining to, to our portfolio and our, our, our client base, um, using our lease or any very good lease in the market, you can ask for an indulgence. And what an indulgence does is it allows you to speak to the landlord and ask for a difference to the contract. It's not to say that the lease isn't in place. You don't need to sign a new agreement. There's no deposit utilization. There's nothing that needs to change other than the fact that the landlord and the tenant acknowledge an indulgence, a change of contract for a period of time. And so what I would suggest as a tenant and also for a landlord, your question was, how can we help tenants through the time? Offer an indulgence of a percentage per month for the next three months. So maybe it's 20% less or 50% less. And for two months, you say 50% off. And if for whatever reason that indulgence cannot be repaid over the next six months or however long the lease is, you are still guaranteed at least a portion of that from your deposit. And I think that that's the cleanest way. It's the way that we've been speaking to our clients to, to try to assist them and, uh, and hasn't got the, the legal implication of some of the documents you mentioned earlier, and in particular, the rental recovery report. We simply have no idea on how a court views that, uh, a court of law will view it. So I think it's a cleaner method. Sure. Okay, questions just come in, Ben, for you. Uh, hi, Ben. It's from Mokela Facebook. After placing a tenant for me, how do you assist with rental collection and what is the cost to that? And also maybe elaborate on how will you be doing uh, inspections on properties? Because obviously we can't actually go there and do the inspection. So just talk a bit about that. Okay. So uh, great, great question. So, so HouseMe has built its own payment collection service. In fact, you, you can't be a landlord on, on HouseMe without going through our collection because it's one of our uh, sort of our pride and joys. Um, and, and as such, for 2.5%, for we will do your marketing, your collection, your viewing coordination, your admin, uh, your affordability checks, all of your follow-ups, your letters of demand, your arrears, your renewals, all of that is covered. Um, and that's how we are also able to guarantee for just 2% that we can collect, that we can actually provide you with, with rental. The second part, and, and maybe it's also a chance for me to plug it. So if you want more information, house.me, everything, everything's online. Um, if, to your second part of the question, the assist package, uh, which is, is how we uh, offer manual services across the country, is suspended at the moment. It, it's simply not an essential service. It's not designated as a photographer or, or someone who's going to hand over your keys that can do it. So inspections are suspended currently, but as per the usual course of business, what we do is we use uh, an online tool. We take inspection reports with, uh, with photographs, with videos, with notes, and then it gets signed off by both tenant and landlord uh, per the court of law. Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Um, there's quite a few questions coming in. Please, guys, keep posting your questions on Facebook. Remember to let us know if you do have a tenant or if you are a tenant. If you're facing any difficulties in the property market, please post it on now um, and let me fire that away at Neil and at Ben. Um, Neil, just coming to you for a second. 
What would your advice be to landlords and tenants in this market right now for the next few weeks? Okay, well, first of all, to landlords, you're going to have to offer some kind of relief. You're going to have to reach out to your to your tenants. And, uh, you know, once again, I'm going to refer what's actually happening into the commercial market because it's a business, it's longer-term leases, that kind of stuff. Um, they're pretty much forced to do so. Um, uh, otherwise, they're going to, you know, they're going to lose a, a you know, a good brand. Uh, uh, there's uh, KFC, which is a, quite a big brand in South Africa. I think they have about 1,200 outlets, of which 48 of the branches are owned by head office in the U.S. They are refusing to pay rent during the lockdown period. They said, take us to court, you know, whatever you need to do, we are not paying. And, uh, and so there's, there's certain people that are just saying, for that period of time, you have to give me some sort of some kind of relief and those figures that i you know i shared with you earlier on from 30 percent to 60 percent depending of you i mean if you're not operating there you know and you're not generating any income uh, from the premises how is it possible that you're going to meet uh, your your sort of your your rental bill so so i think be be somebody who you know reach out it's tough times you know we we cannot have the same kind of the hard attitude as we'd normally do in a normal, if you, if you had to say a normal market. And I just think you just got to have a little bit of a, a longer term view uh, sure. towards those tenants. Um, then I think in terms of tenants, I mean, be open with your landlord, you know, be open with them, tell them what your true position is. If you've lost your job and you aren't in a position to meet your commitments, then I think then, then be open about it. And, uh, and, and obviously, you know, people have to adapt, you know, and, uh, and as a result of that, you know, I, I would do exactly the same. So I think it's being really open, you know, having that open communication knows that they can either make the right decision or offer some kind of assistance. Now, one of the, one of the opportunities that uh, I'd like to allude to, you know, one of the biggest growing markets, and you're quite familiar with it as well, Andrew, and in, in the UK, call it house of multiple occupancies. Yeah. But, um, you know, so, you know, accommodation where there's a granny flat or there's that kind of stuff. So there's always, there's always alternatives where you can get much cheaper rentals. I mean, it's a trend at the moment that, you know, kids are moving back in with their parents again and that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, if, uh, you know, so there's all these different, uh, you know, the millennials always on the move and that kind of stuff. So, so, yeah, so I think, you know, just from the tenant perspective, you know, uh, reach out to each other. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a relationship. You know, just don't make it a transactional thing and, and come out with the hardened threats that normally happen. Exactly. Uh, in a normalized market. And I think that, you know, as long as you keep that communication going, I think we can get a good result. Absolutely. Thanks, Daniel. A, a question came in, but I think we've answered already. It says, um, will, this, will this time be the right time to implement an annual rental increase on our tenants? And my opinion is no. Absolutely no. I would say no. I don't know. Ben, <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> add to that one. But I think that's, that's you probably, you know, I think there's, there's quite a lot of the market, uh, and, and Ben, you can probably back up in terms of the, there's quite a lot of stock availability at the moment. But, uh, and, and simply yeah, because people are cutting down. You know, they, they're cutting back and, uh, and they've been forced to cut back. I mean, in yeah. South Africa, we've had a protracted period of a downturn, you know, and, and now, of course, uh, the COVID-19 has just sort of exacerbated that, uh, that tough period that we've had. 
So there's no ways. This is not the time to capitalize on your tenant. You know, this is the time to reach out and to, to really offer something extra, you know, that, yeah. that you can incentivize them. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think that's, that's correct. On, on pricing, we would suggest in the short term, you probably will get away with a flat, a flat rate. I think um, certainly for the next two or three months until we know the full impact of the economy, uh, we probably will be okay with, you know, an escalation of 1%, 2%. But beyond that, I, I would say is it's unlikely. And uh, in the medium term, um, we, we are sort of preparing to, to have to, to offer advice to our clients that it's probably between 5 and 8% down. Uh, in the next 12 months. Uh, part of that, as you say, is, is COVID, but part of it is also just oversupply. And again, we have for the last 18 months been one of the only people in the market saying this cannot last. We, we will not sustain this, this pricing level at, at the rate of development. And unfortunately, that peak of development, which was about uh, 12 months ago, is still in the market vacant. And, uh, and for any, any buyers who, who've done that, I, I, uh, I, I can only offer sympathy because I think it's going to be a tough, tough next 12 months. Absolutely, yeah. hey Ben. And Ben, you were mentioning about your insurance schemes earlier on, about a deposit and not having to pay it. Can you explain exactly how your deposit insurance actually works? Sure. So, so we don't. Uh, we, yeah, maybe let me start differently. A tenant on House Me system is able to, with or without the permission of the landlord, ask us to rent deposit free. It's not actually a landlord-centered product, which makes it unique in the market. Any other product that allows and for no deposit. The landlord has to decide and pay for it. Uh, in this case, the tenant decides and pays for it. And what we've done is establish our own um, balance sheet or, or risk provision for it uh, so that if, for whatever reason, the tenant defaults, the landlord is still covered for exactly that value of the deposit. So it's a tenant opt-in. Uh, the tenant is able to do that on any property managed by HouseMe. And it's also a great opportunity uh, if you're a landlord who isn't being managed by us and wants to offer your tenant a deposit-free option and simply can't do that off your own badge, you can't take the risk yourself, well, move your contract to us. Uh, we have a transferability. It's not 2.5% and allow us to do that with your tenant. Uh, it's a benefit to everyone. Absolutely. Um, ben, what's your uh, question from Terrenis just coming in? He's live on Facebook. He says, what is your advice to investors looking to grow their, their portfolio over the coming weeks in terms of the offer price, special conditions, et cetera? And then I'm going to jump to Neil. Neil, there's a question for you after that. Neil, what would your advice to body corporates during this lockdown be? But let's first come back to Ben. So, Ben, what's your advice for investors? Guys like me that want to go out there and invest in property, what should we do? Um, so, it's a, it's a great question, and it's one that if, if, I, if I knew the answer to 100%, I'd, I'd, be, uh, I'd be doing a lot better um, probably than, than most market analysts. My suggestion is twofold. The first is I don't think you must think of your window in terms of weeks. Uh, you've got months. You, you really, this market is not going to correct itself when, when people go back. Um, you're seeing a massive exodus of foreign direct investment. You've got a RAN that's perform, performing poorly. You've got an oversupply of assets. You've got tenants under pressure. Uh, it's, it's a perfect storm. Um, so you've got some time. Uh, and then the second thing is I would say uh, ensure that you're able to pay off that bond for a longer period per year without tenant income. So if your usual calculation is I expect 80% of my bond repayments to come from tenants, calculated so that only 50% has to be in. Uh, and if you can do that, if you can find a level where you're comfortable with that level of vacancy or price drop, uh, you, you'll be in a good position. I do think it's a great opportunity to buy your primary residence uh, in the next 18 months um, because there you're going to be paying it off 
off yourself. Uh, that's not strictly investment advice, but I think uh, to be pragmatic in this market uh, is a good thing. Absolutely, Ben. And I've been asked a question quite often lately. You know, Andrew, what should we what should we be doing in the times of lockdown while we can't do anything? And I say there's two things. You've got to stay up to date with what's happening in the market on literally a daily basis. Because I haven't got a mirror ball, neither do you, neither does Neil. No one really knows exactly what's going to happen. All we can do is have our own opinions. In my opinion, I think there will be an opportunity when we come out. Yes, there will be the crisis. There will be stuff we have to deal with. But in my opinion is if you can just stay up to speed with what are the tools and strategies and how do you invest remotely? When we come out of this, and Neil, you mentioned um, 360 tours. What are the new strategies we're all going to have to adapt? Now, that's obviously what we also do through the SF Property Investors Network and the Property Academy. So for those of you that don't know, there is a webinar this Thursday evening at 6 p.m. That'll be the 9th of April. That's this Thursday evening at 6 p.m. And there is a one-day workshop where we start talking about, as, a, as an investor, how would you invest remotely? What are the tools that you can get? So if you are interested to start finding out more about how we as a company are adapting our approach to property investing, please tune in on Thursday, this Thursday evening or, or, or contact us directly about the one-day workshop this Saturday. And you can see how we're starting to adapt um, our strategies, for example, you know, will we be going for 100% bonds? Maybe not because of leveraging. What interest rates should we be using when running our numbers? There's all these small things that we all need to be uh, conscious of. Now, um, Neil, coming back to you uh, from Kanya on Facebook, he says, Neil, what would, what would be your advice to body corporates during this lockdown? Yeah, I think it's going to be very similar to 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 the landlords. You know, um, they're going to have to look at some kind of uh, payment discount holiday in terms of levies and that kind of stuff. Um, it's got to be obviously a shorter term, you know, whether it's three months. And I think a three-month window is probably fair. It's pretty much in line with what the banks have been offering in terms of a payment holiday. Because, uh, you know, there's going to be distress right across the board. You know, if somebody's not earning an income, we've got to give them that opportunity to get back up on their feet. And uh, so, so that's one of the things that I would also look at. Um, but still being able to deliver a service. So they're also going to be under, you know, distress in terms of managing their, their book. So, um, yeah, look, I, you know, it's, it's a tough job. You know, uh, body corporates managing... Um, you know, managing developments and that kind of stuff, it, it's not easy. And uh, I mean, I, I sat on many body corporates on all my properties in the past. I resigned from all of them. It's a thankless job. It's a tough job. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, to keep your, your tenants happy, it really is. And, uh, and yeah, so they're feeling as much as the, you know, they're feeling the stress as much as the tenants are feeling it, as the banks are feeling it. As businesses are feeling in, a, in the entire economy. So we, we all have to kind of uh, look at the situation and say, well, well, how can we help? Well, how can we you know, ease things a little bit more? And uh, so that's kind of, kind of what I Absolutely. Yeah. It's just the relief and understanding and giving people a bit of breathing room, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And just, um, yeah, ben, I just want to add, so, yeah, sure. sorry, I just want to add on, you know, the, you know, we actually ran a digitalization conference, which in fact, Ben was one of our keynote speakers as well. And uh, you talked about how do we transact? Um, it's a pity you didn't come to that one, Andrew, because I think we had everybody in the room that was in digital, probably 60% or 70% of people in the industry from Property24, which is by a, a mile away, number one in terms of, uh, you know, property, you know, numbers and that kind of stuff. 
But I think that um, there's different ways. You know, you, there are platforms available that you can, in fact, invest online. And, and I think that, that the growth of that, the trajectory is going to start to take off. I mean, we saw Zoom. I mean, we're talking on the Zoom platform now. They used to have just over 2 million subscribers. They shot over 20 million. And yeah. now they got all security. <laughs> so, so with that, we're going to see that same kind of growth, yeah. I think, happen in online platforms in, in real estate. And yeah. uh, so I think it's going to be a big sector that's going to kind of open up. And I mean, Ben is oh, smiling over there. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. <laughs> so, so what you everybody. Is, is actually transacting, and I said it before, you know, working remotely. I've got a few South African clients that do buy UK properties remotely. They never view the properties. Um, we have some systems in place, but if we bring it here to South Africa, um, are, are you saying that we might get to a point, Neil, where – um, one can actually buy a property. I live here in Edenville, but I could buy properties around South Africa, um, transacting online, not having to go view the property, and everything goes online. That's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. I mean, so there's, I mean, there's virtual reality tours. Um, you know, there's artificial intelligence or way of lead genning and that kind of stuff. So there's, uh, so yes, so you'll be able to see a property, you know, from the outside. I mean, you're already with Google Maps, you can already access uh, a lot of information about properties as long as you get the address of the property. And I mean, we've got all the other tools like Lightstone and, and, and all these yeah. other tools and TP, TPN, et cetera, yeah. that can help you get valuations and confirm valuations. And uh, so, so there, there's a lot Absolutely. out there. Mm. Yeah, I think just to, just to um, and, maybe um, make a, a counterpoint, if I may, uh, I understand the, the need for digital and it's certainly in my best interest to, to promote it. But I, I do believe, and we have case studies in South Africa, uh, I, I believe it's incredibly difficult to conclude a sale agreement, which is usually a massive portion of your net wealth at any point in time, uh, without actually going there and, and meeting someone and, and seeing it for yourself. Uh, there are, I'm sure, platforms that will facilitate that better. But in South Africa, your case studies of those who tried to go pure digital just haven't worked. Yeah. And that's indicative of, of, of the world at, at large. And we're just not there yet. So I think that trend is coming for sure. Uh, but it's probably five, six years away. I don't think we're going to exit COVID into a world that looks like that. I no. think what's more likely is we're going to exit COVID uh, and have to recoup as much as possible in savings rather than in, in better deals and, and, and revenue. So no, I, just want to, I just want to add yeah. on to ben, what you said there, because actually it was quite interesting when we had a lot of uh, panel discussions with the various experts in all the sectors. Uh, in terms of the future. And so it's a combination of the two. So when we say we're going to use technology, the technology guys, the likes of Ben, et cetera, are going to do what they're good at. And that is obviously, you know, put out technology. But the human being, the human element will never disappear out of real estate. And that's what you're going to realize. There's always going to be yes. an agent. There's always going to be a property manager. Uh, people like to get that confirmation from a human being. So that will never disappear. You know, and uh, they like to know that if I'm buying it, it's a real live person out there. So I'll, I'll concur certainly with Ben. So it's a combination of the two. But what we will see, we will certainly see a combination of New, new digital platforms going, going forward. And we'll start seeing the way that estate agents operate change. And, uh, and yeah. they've got to be more efficient, more knowledgeable, and, uh, and be aligned with, uh, with uh, technology, not necessarily be the expert in, in, in the technological yeah. fields. No, I agree. And I, and I always say and teach that, you know, property is about people. But mm. the reality is, is that there are a lot of tools out there that people aren't using 
where, where they could be using, especially state agents, the day before lockdown, Neil, I've got a bar set around the corner from where I live. And I said to tenants, do you mind if I come around? It's a company called Rumu. They do 360 tours. So I went there just as a demo. And I did a full 360 tour of my own bar to let where I've got a virtual video coming up. And you can have all places where, you know, the before and after pictures come up. And that's what I'm talking about is even, and Ben, I completely agree with you. When we come out of COVID, it's not like things are just going to change like that. Um, mm. There'll always be someone involved, the attorney, there will always be an agent. But as investors, there's certain tools and strategies that we can do. We can do 98%, our belief, from home. It's that 2% where exactly what you say, you might, you, you might want to meet the person. Because why, why do I need to go view the property if I've got a full 360 to a video? I've then got Google Earth, Google Maps. I've got access to Lifestone reports, TPN reports. In my opinion, we've got the, m- most of the tools we need. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I don't think most people, know, quite a few people have just joined Facebook. How's it, guys? Good to see you. Um, if you are starting out this Thursday at 6 p.m., we're going to be going into more detail about what are the tools to kickstart that, for, that property portfolio where I want to bring in uh, things like the 360 tours and just show people how they can do things differently. Now, I know, um, Ben, you were saying earlier on that you feel that there's great synergy between pr- uh, property professionals, house me, and estate agents, and how we can all work together. What were you talking about? Yeah, so I, I think there's a number of opportunities that are going to come out of out of COVID. It was a question you, you threw at Neil earlier, so I had my two cents there. Um, I think certainly educational platforms are doing very well, uh, people yeah. being upskilled. Uh, and then the trend that, that really links us to, to the property professionals in the country, uh, also a realization that, that they're not protected by a franchise. They're not protected in their job. Their job's going to change very rapidly. Uh, a crisis mm-hmm. like this requires a review of their position and the, you know, what it is their job description actually entails. Uh, as a result of that, uh, we, we are seeing, and we have actually for the last six months, seeing an increase in property managers and property professional agents uh, come and ask us and test us uh, in terms of our system and what, what we can provide them. And of course, if you're an agent uh, concerned about your job going forward, you do have an opportunity to move all of that operational overhead to us as a platform and get exactly the same service you would as, as though you were a landlord and then offer your landlord, your client, additional services. You've just mentioned always needing a person. Well, fulfill that role. Be be what we can't. We're never going to be that personable, relational uh, Auntie Betty at the side of the coffee shop greeting you and saying it's lovely to see you. We're not going to do that. So do what you're good at and, and let us handle that, that tech background where, where we can automate process on your behalf with no investment on your side. You don't need to go and establish a new agency to stay an agent. Uh, and that's really where we see the opportunity. And, and, uh, and we're very fortunate in our, our brand has now allowed us the opportunity to work with some, with some great people. Absolutely, Ben. And just for all, the, for all the viewers and listeners, I do want to put yours and Neil's details in the COVID-19 page. So if anyone wants to get hold of you uh, through this live uh, stream, we'll, we, we, we will put, the, put those details on there. And remember, it's www.joinsappen.com forward slash COVID-19. I have a question for both of you guys. Um, who would you like to see step up in the industry to help us all out? Ben, I'll start with you and then Neil, I'll come to you. Yeah, I think it's it's a very interesting question because um, the the most forward-thinking companies are not really concerned about the next two three weeks. You know, no great company uh, is is burnt in, in a crisis. They're creative. There's good companies that might die, but not the great ones. And so, great companies are now looking and saying, "Well, how am I getting out of it? What happens in day one of no lockdown? What what actually takes place?" 
And, uh, and so for that, I, I think what you want to do is you, you want to see everyone that you're engaging with being as reasonable as possible. We talked about communication. Uh, and you want guys to really explain why things are in place. Why should a company pay a collection fee? Well, I think a lot of landlords have worked it out very quickly. Why should uh, you take out a rental guarantee? Why is liquidity for deposit valuable? These are questions that are becoming more obvious, and we want to double down on that. And, and many industry players are going to do that. They're going to make sure that they explain their services better. But the, 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 the person or the, the piece of the industry, the sector in the industry, we'd really like to see uh, be clearer is on our, our, our regulation. Uh, all three of us have different views of how, for example, deposit utilization will, will be used. Um, we have no clarity on how evictions get processed and when, when the court comes back. We don't know how rental holidays are going to be litigated for. We don't know if KFC is protected or not. We have a, a big sort of unknown in, in terms of the law, which makes pra practicing it for property practitioners quite a challenge. And so I would like to see, even within the next, uh, the next 10, 12 days, I would really like to see clarity on that so that we can all then, uh, you know, do, do what we should. Um, we, we certainly don't want to be breaking any regulation. We're just not sure which ones apply, uh, as I'm sure everyone, everyone feels the same. Absolutely. Good statement. Well done, Ben. Neil, what's your view on that? Who would you like to see step up in the industry to help us all out? Yeah, so I mean, I concur a lot with Ben. I think in the legal industry, they're all sitting and waiting on the sidelines to litigate when they get back to their office. <laughs> well, they're probably starting the process already. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think that, you know, if you, I mean, the banks have already started to, to, to step up. If we look at all the sort of the, the players in, in, in the transaction, um, Ben also alluded to um, the estate agents. And I think that market is changing already. And, uh, and I know of two very large agencies here in South Africa. They've just retrenched, you know, a number of their staff right up front. And they just said, sorry, we just, you know, we, we've looked at the, the road ahead and it's not going to be sustainable. So I think what it really is, it, it doesn't really matter what business is. I think what we're sure. going to see, it's really we're going to start seeing, it's the businesses that adapt the fastest. It's those that take this and say, well, wait a minute. You know, we're now sitting at home. Is this a problem? Are we just going to stop what we're doing? Or are we going to change the way that we do things? And, I mean, uh, most of us, I mean, certainly in our business, it, it was quite easy to adapt uh, to this. And so I think that um, those that think are just going to sit back and just hope that this, you know, 21-day lockdown is going to be lifted and things are going to go back to normal are going to get a rude awakening. So it's really going to be yeah. those people that I think that are open up to, to innovation, to change, and to yeah. saying, well, how can we be more efficient? You know, how can we add more value? Um, do we care about our clients? You know, and what more, you know, and how can we help them? Because we've really got to have a, a point of let's not just monetize. Because remember, as investors, unfortunately, we're all capitalists and we all want to make lots of money. And, you know, it's how much and I had so much on that deal. And we kind of have to take a step back. And uh, the opportunities will always come. There's always opportunities. And when markets are at the bottom, there's going to be a, there's going to be a sale. There's going to be a massive sale of properties that's going to come onto the market. So they're, they're, and you're just going to be aware. Yeah, of course. So it's being proactive, it's, it's, it's adapting yourself and, 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 and really just saying, you know, 
keep going. You know, it's, it's, I think you mentioned it earlier, uh, Andrew, it's almost yeah. like a day-by-day scenario. You know, things are moving rapidly and we're seeing the news of COVID-19. Most yeah. of the people are, are monitoring what are the death stats? You know, how many more confirmed cases are there? And, and how does that compare to Italy, yeah. and to Spain and to the US <laughs> and to the UK? And, and how's China doing, you know, versus us? So, so yeah, so it's, it's almost that kind of, you know, being aware of, of what, what the changes are and, and really what value that we can bring. So there might be some new value propositions coming to the table. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Neil. I was, I was going to ask you, is there one thing that you want to leave our audience? But I guess that was it, right? Unless you want to add anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. I just think just don't sit back, guys. I think use this as a massive opportunity. Um, I think we all agreed that uh, I think we're all working harder than we ever have before. You know, don't use this as a time to kick up the feet and to watch Netflix and uh, catch up and, you know, because that's all about there is to watch right now. There's no sport yeah. or anything else, you know, but use it now to make connections. People are all online. You've got nowhere to go, guys. You're sitting at home. <laughs> we had You're not right. going anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going shopping just now. I need to do grocery <laughs> shopping. But I mean, that's about it, guys. We And, and I yeah. can tell you what, the lockdown is going to go on longer, guys. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Um, my opinion, I'm giving my personal opinion, yeah, but I don't think this can be resolved and, and this thing is going to be back to normal. And right. I think this is protracted. I think we're looking at like end of May and there might be some certain restrictions lifted up, but don't let it get you down. This, You know, guys, this thing will pass. I promise you it will pass. It won't hang around. And I think we're going to look back at this in probably a year's time, maybe a year and a half and say, wow, we came through COVID-19. <laughs> and we made it through. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Neil, thank you so much for your time and joining us. It was a great, uh, great information from yourself. And as I said, ladies and gents, we will be posting Neil's details on the COVID nineteen page. Ben, just before I come to you, because I want you to, I want you to leave our audience with one strong message, okay? And just before we, before we do do that, um, ladies and gents, so please get pen and paper and note this down. Um, this Thursday, the 9th of April at one p.m., we have Paul from Tuff. Um, who led on, on who led on inner city buildings, and we have Michelle from the Tenant Profile Network joining me uh, as my two guests. And the topic for Thursday is capital markets in light of the pandemic and the way forward. And Paul's going to be talking about the inner city properties, the risks, the hygiene, the benefits, the sectors. You know, Paul's been in the industry for a very, very long time. So that's going to be all about the inner city. And then we have Michelle joining us from the Tenant Profile Network. Please. Spread the word. This is valuable, valuable, valuable information. And then for some of you, for those of you that do are at the beginning of your property journey and you, want to, and you really want to kickstart it and you want to know what some of the tools and resources you need, that is Thursday as well, the 9th of April at 6 p.m. We are posting a link on Facebook now. So please click and register if you're interested. And then just remember that the Property Academy is running a one-day workshop, which is all the education on property investment. I will be hosting a day with a guy called Leo Slover, where we want to give you our opinion on how should we be investing? What are the risks involved when, when we do come out of COVID? What are the below market value ratios we should be looking at? So please, we are posting that link. If you're interested, let us know and contact us. So Ben, um, what is one big thing you would like to leave our audience today? Oh, well, first of all, just, just thanks for, for the opportunity and uh, it would be remiss of me not to wish everyone really well through the next period. Um, yep. We even, even as, a, as a team, we've, we've had uh, 
we've had ups and we've had downs in, in the last week or so, and uh, I'm sure there's more to come. So, so from us all at House, we, we wish you the very best. Um, something to, to leave you on, and it's actually advice that uh, my uh, my girlfriend and I discussed quite recently, which is there are some markets you really want to be looking at opportunities to grow and invest, and other markets where you need to you sort of um, batten down the hatches and save. Uh, my advice is to consider this as part of your saving strategy. Cut costs. Don't look for, for leverage opportunities with a view that the market recovers in three months or six months. Um, I think we're going to see a number of providers switching to lower fee models. Uh, we've been talking about that for the last 18 months, actually, and I think that that's going to happen. So find ways to cut costs, to, to save, to establish stability in your portfolio and as a landlord or tenant, stability in the way you're managing your property. And then take take it step by step in three months review and in six months review. I think that your flags that you're looking for, uh, if I can leave you with, with two things to look forward to, uh, the one will be an um, alleviation of restriction. I think lockdown in its current form is not sustainable for, for another month, two months. So there will be some alleviation. I think that's a positive. Yeah. And the other positive mm -hmm. I think that we can take from it is that uh, as a society, uh, we are well positioned to take advantage of growth post-COVID. Our financial system is in good order. We have assets. We have a country that is a beautiful place to do business and to work in. And if we all work together for that, so this might just be the unity cry that we needed um, uh, given everything that's happened in the last few years. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. Ben Meep from How's Me and Neil Peterson from the Real Estate Investor Magazine. I can see a few more questions are coming in, but we have uh, we, are, we, are, we are in this for an hour already. So what I'm going to suggest is that if you have any more questions, please just go to SA Property Investors Network, go to the group, post your questions, and we can continue answering them. Then all, wait until Thursday, 1 p.m., where you can re-ask those questions. So thank you again, Ben and Neil. God no, bless you, care, everyone. And ladies and gents, I'll see you on the webinars, 1 o'clock on Thursday, 6 p.m. on Thursday, and then on Saturday for the one-day workshop. God bless, stay safe, and see you soon. Thank you for joining us on Prop Chat, brought to you by SA Property Investors Network. Make sure you visit their website, www.sapropertynetwork.com, where you will find ebooks, webinars, newsletters, training videos, property assessment tools, event tickets, and much more. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll never miss a show. SA Property Investors Network, a place where property investors meet. Connect today, expand tomorrow.